Okay, well, I am very, very, very excited to be here at the first mid- women's midweek of the new year. Um, it's really exciting, and I love what God is doing. Um, I don't know if you're enjoying coming and worshiping early, those of you that get to come. Or, um, I hope you're enjoying that, but I think we might do it whether you enjoy it or not, because uh, I really enjoy it. And um, I was thinking about how there was so much that happened today, you know, and it can just feel like the pile up, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just sitting there thinking how, how much God ministers to me while I praise him. It's just, that's a bizarre thought right there, right? Like that he commands us to praise him because it makes us do better. I don't know. It's like crazy. But then it just, you know, at the end, I just love that line that says, you see me. You know, and all this time, all this, I, this day, just thinking through all of the struggles and all the things I had, and I'm like, yeah. And God saw it all. He sees it all. He sees me. I cannot sing that song without kind of crying at that point. I could never be a singer. How do they do it? Because you, you have to cry. <laughs> I can cry and play, but uh, you can't sing and cry. I don't know how people do that. But anyway... Um, But I am very excited about uh, the new year, and I hope that you are. You know, we've had nine days. Um, I wonder how it's been going for you. I've had my good ones and my bad ones so far. (laughs) But um, I'm very excited about this year because, uh, you know, every year it does does provide you with opportunities to start to try to be somebody new, (laughs) you know, and to change little things about yourself, change big things about yourself. And um, does anybody remember the the, the legacy, the 10-year thing? Did anybody do the 10-year? Oh, my gosh. I stumbled upon that the other day. Just so you know, uh, for those of you that weren't here, I guess back in 2010, we all wrote down these things that we wanted to see happen by 2020. Well, I got some news for you. It's 2018. (laughs) Just so you know. I just thought it would never come. But it's 2018. And um, I was realizing some of the things that were on there, which were actually, I can't share them all right now. It would derail everything I'm doing. But But one of the things that I have on my list that has not yet come to be in my life is that I want to become a share-as-you-go person, a person that shares my faith wherever I go. That has the; those are the exact words on my prayer card. Eight years now running. Okay, Um, not quite come to fruition. Just as my um, becoming, uh, uh, what is it, Uh, bilingual? I wanted to be able to speak Spanish fluently by this time. That hasn't quite happened either. But I figure I got two years left. So, (laughs) the Spanish and the sharing I'm going for. Um, Other things actually have happened, which have been amazing. But I really want to become the share my faith as I go kind of person. And don't get me wrong, I have, for the past 20 years, uh, you know, 25 years, I have been dedicated to making disciples. And uh, making disciples requires much more than just sharing your faith. But sharing your faith is an absolute, it's like you can't leave the eggs out of the cake. Like you just can't, you got to have the eggs, you know what I'm saying? So, and so sharing your faith is obviously something in, that, that needs to be a part of your daily life. And, um, I've always been, um, very dedicated to making disciples, but I feel like this has always been a weakness of mine. And I was thinking, I really, really, really want to go after this, um, in 2018. So I can really only focus on one thing at a time. So this is my big focus, so I'm really hoping it's going to happen. 
But I, um, I'm not typically that person. I'm a person actually that struggles a lot. You know, I struggle a lot with everything. So if you are here today and you're thinking, man, I'm doing so great and um, uh, everything has been going my way and that sermon on Sunday was awesome. And since then, I've just been like, ooh, I'm the kind of person that listens to me. I'm like, that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. And the next day, like, oh, gosh, I can't, I can't. (laughs) You know, that, you know, sadness as she drags herself along the ground (laughs) and then Joy's pulling her by the leg, you know. (laughs) I'm pulling myself through my day, you know. So that's kind of who I am. And um, so... If you're that kind of person, then tonight is for you, baby. <laughs> you're going to get a lot out of tonight if you're the kind of person who needs a lot of help. So um, I wanted to share just some things that um, I had this I had this experience happen to me lately. And um, it was the other day I was going out. It was Saturday, I think it was. And, and I was going to go to the store. And I was going to go there. I was going out with, with Brooklyn. And um, I had decided that this was going to be a great time. You know, you just decide. This is going to be a great time. And actually, I was pretty excited about it. Naturally, it wasn't something I had to actually force. I was like, come on, Brooklyn, go run this errand with me. I just got to go pick up. It was like, I just got to go. Those are the famous last words. I just got to go pick up the drinks for something. That's what I was doing, I think. And... And she was like, okay, I'll go. And so we set off to go to Ralph's. And um, it was actually a really, really fun time. We were, you know, I said, oh, let's get something from Starbucks, which is a never, ever, 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 ever happens kind of thing, right? Like every time we walk into, every time we walk into Ralph's, there's a Starbucks right there. I don't know if you, my Ralph's on Burbank. Okay, that was mine. So um, when you walk into Ralph's on Burbank, there is a uh, uh, luckily, a Starbucks right when you walk in. Um, luckily for people who, who get Starbucks, not luckily for parents who have to say, say every single time, can we get Starbucks? No. 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 Okay. So that's pretty much how we walk into Ralph's every single time. No, 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 no. And today was like, today, let's get Starbucks. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is the best day ever. <laughs> you know, so we're like, this is the best day ever. And so we're getting our Starbucks and then she got me a drink. I got the drink and stuff. We're just shopping and we're doing a little shopping. And I'm like, oh, I'll pick of this, I'll pick of that. Oh, I'm, since I'm here, I'm going to get this. Okay. So, you know, it's fun until it's just not fun anymore. That's all I'm saying. So we get to the checkout line, and I typically am a self-checker. Now, that tells you a little bit about me. I think it's kind of funny who chooses it and who doesn't. But I typically am going to check myself out because I think I can do it faster. That's the bottom line. So I'm like, there's six of them right here. I'm going to figure out which one's the fastest one. We get to it. I'm going to get checked out. So I go over and I'm checking out, you know, check reach. But this time, of course, Brooklyn is like, um, can I do it, mommy? So every mom in here just laughed. <laughs> like, oh, yes. That sounds awesome. I want to let you check it. Whoa, this is going to take forever. So, um, <laughs> and then you're like, why didn't I just go to the one where they check you? You know? So, and she's so sweet and she's so fun and she's so awesome. But she's, you know, doing, and it, but it takes a minute to learn how to do this, to get good at it. Actually, you know, because you have to do it exactly the right angle and then it, you have to put it down 
after it beeps, you have to put it down. Then it has to register that it has been put down. Or it'll say, please put your thing on the... I can't remember what it says. Please place the item on the basket or whatever. Anyways, it gets... It's pretty sensitive process. Okay? It's not, it's not that easy. And I, you know, had forgotten about that since I had been perfectly trained how to do it. So it was going kind of like, oh, great. Oh, this is awesome. And then... She accidentally, so, so she had scanned the last item and it had gone well. I was still good, people. I was still good, okay? But she accidentally scanned the last item and then put it kind of prop, improperly on the stand afterwards. You know, where you're supposed to put it, after you scan it, you're supposed to put it down. So it can register that the weight has gone down. Well, it was a little askew. So it was like, please rescan the item. Please. And I was like, oh, okay. So I go over to rescan the item. I was like, please put the item on the basket. And I was so, like, okay. So I put, please rescan the item. So I put it back. No, please put, scan the item on the basket. I'm like, oh, just put it on the basket. <laughs> please rescan the item. Please put it back on the basket. Please rescan the item. And so by the time I'm like, uh, so finally it just says, help is on the way. <laughs> and I am like, help is on the way. <laughs> All right, help is on the way. And at this point, I'm calling Jay because now we're late and stuff. Um, but then I started noticing that everybody else in the, um, in the area was having the same problem. And so it was on a repeat. And there were six scanning areas. And it was like, help is on the way. 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 Head help is on the way. <laughs> And I'm standing there, you know, just growing in my old unrighteousness in my heart and thinking about how well I had been doing, and now I'm not. And so I'm standing there, you know, just getting more and more mm, something. And, and so finally I realize help is not on the way. <laughs> it is I'm going to have to go get some help. <laughs> so I sort of take off, and I go for the help. And at this point, it's really funny, because even Brooklyn notices, oh, <laughs> which she doesn't notice really easily, but she notices, hmm, my mom just went for help. Okay, this is, this is not normal, because I try so hard to be open-handed and wait. So I went over, and I found the lady, and I said, you know, it says help is on the way. And I, are, are you the help? <laughs> She's like, oh, sure, I can help you. And I'm like, oh, great. Is that your job? But okay, come on over and help us. So she comes over and helps us. And then I'm like, you know, trying to explain. So, so uh, we get it all worked out. But it reminded me after that, as I was starting to try to figure out how I was going to um, regather myself and be a Christian through this long-suffering that I was experiencing, and um, it reminded me of a scripture that I wanted to, to read with you tonight, and that is, well, let's go over to Daniel, and uh, that is sort of a very uh, humorous take on what, you know, Daniel had been going through in his life. Daniel obviously had a much more severe life being fed to the lions and all, you know, so I, I'm not really trying to compare myself to him or anything, but I do glean some things from this scripture that, that have helped me, and I wanted to try to pass them on to you as we endeavor to be who we're supposed to be. But um, in 
in Daniel 9, uh, it just, it, Daniel has been crying out to God because he has been given um, a mission and a vision, but it is unclear and he cannot figure out what God is saying and what he wants him to do. I don't know if you can relate to that at all. You know, you just get to these points where you're like, I have been praying. I have been praying about this for a long time. Of course, our long time, right? So in um, chapter 9, in verse 20, it says, While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and making my request to the Lord my God for his holy hill, while I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen in the earlier vision, came to me in a swift flight about the time of the evening sacrifice. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to you to give you insight and understanding. As soon as you begin to pray, an answer was given, which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. And I, first of all, I have a heart, <laughs> I, have, I realize this, I have a heart written in next to those words that say, for you are highly esteemed. Isn't that just an amazing, like, that Gabriel felt like it was important to tell him that, to communicate. To, I just feel like that's the heart of God trying to communicate to you. It's the heart of God trying to communicate to me, saying, okay, I know you've been waiting. I know. But you are highly esteemed. As soon as you started to pray, an answer was given. But if you turn over, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but if you turn over to verse 12 later on, we talks about the delay. It says, then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of Persia, the Persian kingdom, resisted me 21 days. Then Michael's, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision that concerns a time yet to come. And so the angel explains to him, no, no, as soon as you asked for an answer, as soon as you humbled yourself, as soon as you were seeking God, as soon as you made that resolution, help was on the way. Now, it was detained. He was detained. The angel was detained by, it says, the prince of Persia. We're talking about the spiritual realm here, right? We're talking about one of God's men, one of God's angels, his army, one of his great generals, coming to your aid, but being opposed by one of Satan's angels, by one of the dark forces, the ones from the spiritual realm. And so apparently, those warriors in the spiritual realm are fighting it out on your behalf. So as I'm praying, saying, God, what? Help me. What do you want from me? How do I, what, what are you doing? Help has already been sent for me. 
And a battle is being waged right then because you can bet that Satan is going to oppose it. Satan is always opposing it. You, I'm sure, made plenty of or have at least one thought of something you might want to go after in your life. One change. Like for me, I'm like, I want to become one of these people that, that just shares my faith wherever I go. You know, uh, the other day uh, uh, we were with the teens and we're talking about something and Sophia said, she goes, oh, I, I want to be something like this. I hope I get this right. But I, I really would like to be like my mom. She shares with everybody. And I was like, oh, I started crying. Like that is just... Oh, someday my kids are going to say that about me. <laughs> I want my kids to be able to say that about me. And then I look at people that, you know, are, are like that, and I'm like, I, 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 want to, I want to aspire to be like that. It says right here, it says, While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and making requests to the Lord my God for his holy hill, while I was still in prayer, Gabriel was sent to me. And I think it's important to remember that when you start that prayer, I don't care how many times you've failed since you started that quest. When you humble yourself and you confess your sins, and you're in the process of humbling yourself before God, he is wanting to answer you. He is sending help. Help is on the way. I wrote down just a few things that helped me in this situation. Like I, the, literally, as I was going through this one little, I want to say the word podunk. Does anybody familiar with that word? The podunk situation. It was like some, some little menial situation. I was thinking about how hard it was. Seriously. Like, I was thinking, this is like really hard just to be a Christian at the grocery store in the checkout line. Now, Of course, Satan had, you know, set the stage and he had done a lot of other things. It wasn't just that one, because nothing is just that one moment. Should I start when I woke up? I mean, like, should I build it up? You know what I'm saying? Because you know what I'm talking about. It's always a build up. But I just just think about how hard it was to get to a situation. And I thought of three things that really helped me later as I was writing them down. One was I was actively telling myself, suffering does not equal testing. In other words, this is only a test. Suffering would be more like being fed to the lions. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, oh, beaten with rods. Have you ever read those scriptures, you know, like from from Paul, and he's saying, oh, you know, I've, you know, I've received the lashes, and I've, I've been beaten with rods, and I've, and these people that are being literally thrown in jail for their faith. And, you know, it's, it's good to remember suffering, suffering. Refugees struggling to have something to eat. People that slept on the street last night. Do you see what I'm saying? So I was literally in that moment actively telling myself, this is only a test. And I wanted it to go beep, you know, of the spiritual broadcast system. Um, this is only a test. Grocery lines, grocery store lines and parking are not real suffering. They are merely tests. So that was one thing that I was literally in the moment. So that's a little ditty for you. If you're looking for little practical things you can do when you have set out to be, because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm on what day, like five or something of my quest. I'm going to share my faith. 
Well, let me tell you, I didn't share my faith. (laughs) It didn't happen. So I just getting through the situation spiritually was taxing my whole entire being. So, but anyway, I was telling myself, number one, suffering is not, I mean, a test is not equal suffering. Okay. Number two, someone is always watching. That was my second one. Someone is always watching. I have to tell you, it helped me a lot to have to be an example, to have to model right living. You know, our kids are going to go through so many stressful situations, and you are going to correct them on how they do that. And I had to think, (laughs) so what would I want my daughter to do in this situation? How do I model for her how to go through this situation? I was literally talking to myself about that. And it dawned on me, you know what? Kids are so great. If you'll just explain what's going on, they actually do get it. So actually, when I went back over there, I said, I said, you know, Brooklyn, I am, I am very, I'm very frustrated. So, and she kind of went, hmm, like, like she could tell. Um, uh, I said, you know what? I am really frustrated. And so what's going to happen is for this second part, because we had a second part to our side, I'm going to go ahead and do it because I need this to happen really quickly. So I'm going to do this, and then we're going to get in the car, and it's going to be fine. And I'm just going to, um, just, I just want you to know that this is one of those times where I'm feeling a lot of things. So I just explained it to her. Just said, I'm feeling a lot of stuff, and I'm going to work through it. We're going to get the car. But right now, I'm feeling a lot of things. And, you know, she understands because guess what? She feels a lot of things. She knows what it means to feel license, and actually, I think that that moment brought us closer. I think that moment helped us to have a better relationship because she saw, oh, yeah, you struggle too. Oh, yeah, good. You know, in a way, kind of like, I don't mean that in a mean way, but kind of like, good. I'm glad I, I'm not the only one because you know what kids feel like? That they're crazy. Like, this is really hard. I just can't be good. I just can't. And I'm like, I know. It's really hard, right? It's really hard. Me too. I struggle with the same thing. So someone is always watching. Modeling for them, explaining and talking to them is the way to go. Taking your frustration, directing your frustration perhaps at the situation, but not at people. That's what they're going to see. So I'm not going to direct my frustration at her. Just give me that. You know what I'm talking about, right? So you, you just take out your frustration on the nearest person. And usually for us... Moms, it's the nearest person is our kids. They're just there all the time. Or the husband. So we just take our frustration out on them, right? So I had to just tell myself, someone is watching me go through this. And I'm sure that she wasn't the only one. She's just the only one I was cognitive of in that moment. (laughs) I'm sure other people were watching. Um, And then the third thing was, um, I wrote down, it is not humanly possible. And what I mean by that is I, I have to accept for the fact, I have to accept the fact that actually, no, I've, I've actually reached the limit of who I am. I've, you brought me to the end of myself. You know, I'm, I'm at the end. I'm, I'm not good enough. I, it is hard to be good. It is hard to respond well. It is hard to respond in the right way. It's hard to be righteous. It's hard to be like Jesus. It's hard to keep focused. It's hard to do all those things. They are not humanly possible. That's why we need a God. 
that's why I need Jesus. And so in those moments, I have to go, I'm just going to pray. And that's exactly what happened. Because actually, when we got to the car, okay, this is kind of a little funny thing. So um, I, you know, I had been handling so far, so well, so sort of praying to myself, kind of like, okay, God, and remembering this, and this is a test, da, da, da. and I'm walking to the car and thinking, I'm almost done. That's, those are not, that's a bad thought. Because <laughs> we got to the car, and I'd forgotten. We had a, we had been, we, I was driving a new car, okay, a new to us. I was driving a new to us car, and I did not know how to get in that stupid trunk. And I was looking all for, you know, the little, it should be a thing, should be a thing. You know, I was like, where is the, and Brooklyn's like, oh, I'm sure it's over there. And I'm sure it's over and I'm, and I'm like, oh, oh. So then I called Jay, do you happen to know where the thing is? I mean, and so it was one more frustration is what I'm trying to say. It was one more frustration. And so in that moment, I said, you know, I can't get the trunk open. We're just going to use the back seat. Here again, this is not a, a very serious matter, correct? I'm trying to remind myself of that. But I, I, I said, we're just going to put that in the back seat. We're going to be fine. We sit down, and immediately, as soon as we turn on the motor, I just started praying. Out loud, just start praying. And, you know, that's the only thing I know to do is that when, you know, I obviously am not able to do it. I need God to do it through me. I need to struggle with all of his energy. I need him to live through me. I'm dead anyway. I need the spirit to live through me. I start praying out loud. This is when you go, yeah, you're right. It's not humanly possible. It's only God possible. And so I start saying, help me, God. Help me, God, to surrender this moment. And Brooklyn's just sitting there listening to the whole thing right? Help me, God, to surrender this moment. Help me to surrender what happened. Help me to let go. Help me to breathe. Help me to slow down. Help me not to care. Why do I care? Because I know it doesn't matter. Why am I still caring? God, help me not to care. Help me to get my mind focused back on you. Help me to get off the distraction. Help me to... So from there to the next place we had to go was just me praying all the way to the next place that we had to go. And, you know, at that moment, I just had to realize... I'm praying, God is sending, help is on the way. Now, if that help has been detained, that is because I have a very big enemy. You have a very big enemy. And when you make decisions to become more spiritual, he gets on the prowl even more. And he comes after you even more. Um. I, you know, I, I feel like at this point, to be quite honest, I feel like that he gets me really easily, to tell you the truth. In this one area is where I'm, you know, we all have these areas. You know, you go after new areas of your life, and you go, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, get over my idolatry of food. And then you work on that, you know, and, and you get set free. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, so to get rid of my idolatry of, of Netflix or whatever. whatever. You're going to deal with whatever it is in your life. I'm going to stop yelling. I'm going to go after whatever it is. Whatever it is, you do kind of go after these new areas. And Satan is going to come after you to keep you from succeeding in those areas. So as I'm making this, I was thinking about how, okay, so why is this happening? I mean, why is this trip to the grocery store? Because I had already said, wherever I go, I'm going to share my faith. Wherever I go. 
And so you can, I, I, I almost, now I'm like, darn it. <laughs> now wherever I go, Satan is going to be dogging me. <laughs> because I said, wherever I go, I'm going to share my faith. But I am determined that because I humble myself and I confess my sins, that God is going to help me. So I know that there are, I just want to close out with a couple of things. I, I, I admire, there's many of you who feel like, who, who have become, I think, share-as-you-go kind of people. And um, I was just mentioning Kim. And uh, she, she doesn't think that she is. I'm not as share-as-I-go. I'm not, I'm not. Because we all don't think we're good at anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, I'm not really. No, I'm not really. But um, I will say that there's a couple of people that come to mind uh, readily. Um, one is Lisa Selesky. And because, um, you know, I, I'm not, I, I do keep up, I, I have a hard time with every social media group that I'm a part of. I don't know how everybody does it. I mean, I'm really like simply holy. I like hold on to that because I can't really handle anymore, but I do pray. So I go over to prayer point. That's the other thing. That's the other one I do is I go over to the prayer thing and then I, I just click pray, 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 pray. If someone says pray for somebody, I go pray for them. I pray for them right then. Pray, pray. And I just press like now because I used to put the, the hands and then I, and I used to say, oh, I'm praying right now. I was like, wow, well, that's not going to work because I, I can't fit all that in. But I just go over there. I pray. And I always see, uh, you know, somebody that Lisa shared with. And the other person I always see, or the other woman, is, is Isis. You see, see on there, always, always, always. And so I just wondered if you guys would mind coming up here and um, just maybe sharing like one or two things that you feel like helps you to be those share-as-you-go kind of people. Would you mind? Yay! Okay, let's let's give them a round of applause. So just say, say thank you for coming up here and doing it. Come on. Um, okay, so it was the things that helped me. Sure. Well, anything you can. Oh man, um, I think one thing that helped me is I had to be really honest with why I didn't share my faith. And for me, it was always because I was just concerned about what people thought of me. I'm a big cashier sharer, and there's always people behind you, you know. So I had to go. What am I really afraid of? I'm afraid that I'm going to sound silly, or somebody's going to think something of me, or somebody's going to hear, you know, what I'm saying and think I'm ridiculous. So I had to kind of let go of caring about what people thought about me. And then when I share my faith with people, I think about how helpless and harassed they are. Um, I kind of make like this big scenario. If it's a guy, I'm like, oh my gosh, he has, you know, some kind of STD and his, you know, like I really, I, and it was such a trip when that man shared on Sunday about the guy, the demon. I'm like, yes, the 2000 demons. Cause I'll do that to kind of get myself like, Um, And I always have like a line. If it's a cashier, it's a certain line. Like, hey, um, I wanted to invite you to my church. Really cool music, cool lessons. And you can check it out online if you work on Sunday. Bye. Or if it's somebody that I'm like, you know, Satan's like, I mean, I'm sorry. God is like, share with the girl in the elevator. I'm like, it's always, I have to look at her and admire something. I have to you have such nice hair. Oh, thanks. And then we'll talk and then I'll say, Hey, by the way, I want to invite you to my church. And then I'll get a little bit deeper. Um, so I have to have a specific line before I share with somebody so that I feel the confidence of, I love my church. I love these people, especially when I'm with like, if I'm sharing with a guy, I'll go, I met my husband there. 
Um, or if it's like a, a younger 20-something girl, I'll be like, all my BFFs are from there. I love the music. So I love this family. I love my church. So I want to be honest as, and genuine as I'm sharing my faith. So I talk about things that I really do love. So those are the things. She's so heartsy. It's going to be different than mine. <laughs> You're going to like ISIS is better. Um, I think, okay, a few things on the top of my head, but it's not in the moment when I'm sharing. So I think about, oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful that someone shared with me, you know, just out of all these different people in Yuma, Arizona, someone shared with me. Or it's, um, oh, so people that I shared with and now they're disciples. I see them like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, scriptures, like, it is just like she said, it's the eggs. It is in the Bible all over the place that we have to share our faith. So, but for me, it really is goals and accountability. I just do great with that. With I, It's doing the good that I know I ought to do. And so I just have to do it. Yes, when I go up and I share about, oh my gosh, I met my husband there. And they always go, what? Yeah, I've been here 22 years. You know, and there's the music. You have to go up. The 40-year-old guy with the faux hockey's my husband. You have to meet him. And then you're going to find me. You're going to meet our whole family. You know, so I, I have all my little things too that, you know, I say the same thing every single, you can say the same thing every single time. They have no idea. They don't tell each other. Like they don't go, they never meet each other. It's awesome. I've been here for almost 30 years. No one's ever said she told me that too. It's never happened. Say the same thing every single time. And they're just like, that's awesome. So, um, but that helps me. I know different in the past, what I've done is like Advent and Easter. Those are my two big ones that I tend to go, okay, 40 people and 25 people. Or, you know, this year I was like, oh, should I do a whole year? I don't know what to do. But I just do better with goals. Like when I had 25, I had waited. Like last year I did over 25. And then this year I was like, oh my gosh, it's the day of that Christmas Eve. My in-laws are in town. And I only did 24 or 26. And James like, I'm going to Ralph's. I'm, I'm going with you, James. I'm going. And so he was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I have to go to Starbucks and buy the $5 coffee so I can share with somebody. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to spend all the money. I don't care. And it was some, some were embarrassing. Some were not. Some were like close to wide open. Some, some mom was like, oh, hi, with her two teenage daughters. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep going in front of the orange juice. Awesome. You know, so sometimes it's completely awkward. And sometimes it's not, but I think what helps me, I think that's what you're trying to give me to say, was accountability. Here's a goal. Let me set my, my own personal goal and let me do whatever it takes to meet it. And then, you know, then it helps me be in, um, what do you call it? In the groove. And then other times I'm just sharing because like, I haven't had a goal, but I've been sharing, I've shared, but because I did that in December, it forced me. And then I was like, oh, oh, now it's like natural. Cause I was doing it all the time. So there's some things. I don't know if that helps. That helps. That's really awesome. Um, I, you know, so I learned just now that I need to not do the self-checkout. Maybe that'll help in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, but thank you for sharing that. I, I really just wanted to get that, like, I think that we have to go um, as, a, as a church or just as people. You know, you just often just need to look at the people who are good at what you want to do. <laughs> You know, this, this person has, uh, has gone through CR. They're, they've been sober for 15 years. How'd you do that? You know, this person has lost all their weight and kept it off for five years. How did you do that? Um, this person shares as they go wherever. They, how do you do that, you know, and be those, those kind of people? And so tonight kind of turned into you being a part of me doing that. <laughs> so I don't know how that helped you. I hope it helped you because I think that these that, that the principles of help coming and help being on the way 
and being able to keep yourself focused during those times and how to, how to get through times that make you stress out would help you in any area. And if it just happens to be that you would like to learn how to, you know, be a share as you go kind of person tonight was extra special for you. But I think even if you weren't becoming that kind of person, it still helps to be able to apply these things to your life to go, is what I'm going through right now real suffering or is it just a test? Because tests can be passed. Does that make sense? Is, is it, who's watching me? Is someone watching me? Thank God. You know, um, accountability of having somebody following you is a great gift in your life. Now, it can be a high call, and you can feel really embarrassed and afraid and scared, you know, like, but, you know, I have to say we have always had, um, until now, we've always had somebody living with us. You know, uh, Robin Foyle lived with us, and Chinway lived with us, and Isis lived with us, and Billy lived with us. You know, we've always had, but you know, the great thing about that was that it was an extra layer of accountability because I went, someone really is always watching. And that's really helped me to be a more spiritual person. So look around, who is watching? And am I, am I okay just saying this isn't humanly possible? As fast as you can say that, say it. This is not, most things are not humanly possible. Does that make sense? And it's great to get to that point because then you remember, oh yeah, stop trying to do it yourself. What did you think you were doing anyway? Start praying and help is on the way. Okay, so let's go to our groups.